0: Welcome back. To the market is closed. Good Thursday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with the Daily VR Investing Podcast. What a day today. What a day today. Let's see. Where do we start? I live tweeted last – I was up pretty much all night live tweeting the beginning of the quote-unquote invasion into Ukraine. Talk about that today. Saw the Biden press conference today if you uh, were forced to sit through and watch this true – this true piece of shit president, okay? Look, I'm, an in, I'm a lifelong independent, okay? Uh, I don't like to speak about our presidents this way, but this man is an embarrassment. This is what happens, America. This is what happens when you rig a fucking election. You get this guy, okay? Biden just steamrolled our president after Afghanistan, and now this? Joe Biden will forever be known as a disgraceful pox on America. That's this guy's reputation. Let's hope, as a country, that we can survive uh, what do we got now? My God, way too much time. Three years left with this guy. Um, thought that I was a big comeback in the markets today. You know, uh, again for our long-term listeners here, and um, for our very members. Look, I talk a lot about the mentors that I was fortunate enough to have, and man, was I ever. Uh, Ted Parsons was my first mentor, and uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. We started setting this up. You know, should the invasion happen? Should the invasion happen? Here's our game plan. And as Ted taught me, first shot fired, you sell your hedges, which are gold, which are uh, oil, which are in these short positions you might have. First shot fired, an invasion. First shot fired, big time geopolitical event. You know what I'm saying? First shot fired, you sell your hedges and you buy tech and you buy the S&P 500. Well, we opened up down at 800 and that was it. That was it. It was volatile, but wow, did we have a rally from there? NASDAQ, especially. Let's start with the markets first. Big, big comebacks today. NASDAQ was down, I don't know, 300 and some points, finished up 438 points. What a swing. Finishing up 3.3%. Those were in, folks. Finishing up 3.3%, uh, up 436 points. Uh, Obviously, that was our leader on the day. Right behind it, though, uh, again, small caps have been doing so well. Relative strength wise, they've been our top performer as far as our broad market indexes go for the entirety of this year, even going back into the fourth quarter really, the last month. uh, Rusty 2000 day up 2.6%. And then SP of 100 uh, was up 1.5%, up uh, 63 points. Again, these are all from mass, massive losses. Dow Jones again coming back, 900 points swing and the Dow today of 92 points. This was just a great setup. It was a great setup in so many ways, but as we came into today, remember, we were already so oversold. You know, uh, Our momentum oscillators, the very investing system, they had reached extreme oversold levels on some of them, uh, but what really was ex- uh, was was had reached excessive levels were these sentiment surveys. You know, We talked about this last week <clears throat> with the AAI survey, hit 19% bulls. That's just a buy signal. It just is. Over history, we've had only 31 cases where you've had less than 20% bulls in this survey. I've voted in this survey for about 30 years now. Anytime you have less than 20% bulls, you back up the truck, which is exactly what we've been telling our people to do. And then also, we found out last night that the bears in the survey have now increased from 43 to 53%. So you had a lot of neutral investors go to bearish. And the uh, the, uh, the bullish investors increased just a little bit, but not by much, only to 23%. So you have to see, folks, we got a long, long recovery here. Uh, it is a very bullish setup. Also, the fear and greed index hit a low today. Tyler covers this pretty closely. It, it opened at 27, and it hit a low of 17 today. Again, that's extreme fear. So you have this setup in place with the great wall of worry, okay, that's been building brick by brick, right? Fed rate hikes, Ooh, Poof, gone, right? Uh, we have all this inflation concerns, all these things that we're worried about, and then Russia, 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 okay. And so that's just a wall of worry setup. This is what, this is not easy, right? This is not an easy time to buy, but that's your best when you, when it feels like you give it a hit in the stomach with a baseball bat when you're trying to hit the the, the buy button, you know, the enter button. And that's when you know it's the right thing to do. Um, anyway, it's easy to look back in retrospect and say, "How, you know, what a great call or what a great move that was." You know, these are never easy things to do. There are no absolutes when it comes to investing. You just have to really, you know, weigh the pro- look at all the probabilities and all the opportunities and make a decision. What's the smart money move for you based on your risk reward parameters? And that's what, as investors, of course, what we all do. Uh, on every any given day, we do it in life, don't we? Pretty much with all the decisions we make. But again, thank you, Ted Parsons, for that great advice. Uh, look, where do we go from here? Look, folks, this, this isn't over yet. Today was a big reversal. We you know, we sliced through our January 24th lows. We about this yesterday. January 24th capitulation lows. We sliced through those at the open today. But guess what we did today? We closed back above them. That's interesting. That's how so many major reversals begin. With a slice-through support that hits a lot of stops. Of so course, we had the, all the fear of Russia and Ukraine, uh, and then, you know, and, then uh, and then we're off to the races. So, but folks, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> if you watched the Biden press conference today, again, you know, I had to do it. What an embarrassment. He's, he's an embarrassment to this country. We know this. This is not a secret. But this is what happens when you rig elections. You get, guys, you get this. If you're Vladimir Putin, I'd know what I would do. I know I know exactly what I would do after seeing that press conference today and the fact that he's really done nothing to me, that, there, that there's nothing they can do. He says over, Biden says over and over again, we're not going to put U.S troops on Ukrainian soil. He like signals to Vladimir Putin that it's okay, keep going. This is a very, very weak president. You know he, I'd love to play chess or, or, or cards with this guy. He's telling Putin with everything he does that you can keep going. It's okay, you know. We haven't reached any kind of a point where you have to worry about it. And then today with the press conference, you know, just saying that we knew the sanctions weren't going to work going in. That's actually what Biden said. So if I'm Putin, what do I do? Tonight I roll in and I take the rest of Ukraine. I take the rest of Ukraine tonight and I, I just get it. I take it. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, so I think there's still volatility left in this market. You know, uh, bottoms are messy. We've talked about this for a while now, and um, also. If I'm China, and everybody listening to this knows what I'm already going to say, if I'm China, what am I doing? I am taking Taiwan, and I'm doing it quick. You know, they already sent fighter jets today. Uh, Taiwan reported this today. This morning this happened. And uh, if if you're China, you have the green light to take Taiwan. So that would be uh, another big hit to the markets. That's probably the next thing the markets are going to become fearful about, is the expectation that China is going to take Taiwan. So, again, you know, what we do is we play it day by day and we look for opportunities. Uh, Big, big reverse, especially in tech today, big reversals in tech, big reversals in semiconductors. The things you want to see lead the way are exactly what led the reversal today. And as Tyler pointed out today, uh, the internals, man, were really, really something. You know, we had awful internals this morning and then here came the turn. I just want to tell you, Drew, quick, I've got a few things to cover here. The internals today finishing... Um, Volume for NASDAQ, 4 to 1 positive, 4 to 1 positive, 76, 77% up volume day for NASDAQ. Again, the internals have been better. They just have been better. Now, we did have 1,344 stocks on NASDAQ hit a new 52-week low today. That's a big number combined. And again, this is ugly. 51 stocks hit a new 52-week high to 2,132. Hitting a new 52 week low, but that is what capitulation looks like. Uh, NASDAQ up, down, uh, advanced decline was solidly positive as well. NYC was positive across the board, uh, both for uh, advanced decline and and volume. So, again, big reversal day to day. Um, oh, I want to tell you, I, I, I'm going to be on the Wayne Root show tonight. Our great friend, Wayne Allen Root. And the Wayne Allen Root Show. I'll be on that tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. Mark your calendar. Love to have you come listen. Uh, you can join us at, on the USARadio.com. Again, usa USARadio.com. If you're local in Las Vegas, of course, you can listen to the local station there. Uh, but USARadio.com online works for a lot of people. Uh, and we'll be talking about what happened in the markets today as well. Uh, and some politics as well, which uh, Wayne always loves to get into, as do I. Uh, <clears throat> okay, let me go through a couple things because there, a lot is going on here that's really important, I think, under the surface uh, that, that we need to pay attention to. Um, let's see. The reverse we saw today was, again, textbook. The hedges all fell. We, oil today hit 100, a barrel, for West Texas Intermediate, and before closing, down to 9284. So it's still up on the day up 74 cents a barrel. But again, this is this is this is when everybody is saying oil's going to 120 or as I saw <laughs> CM, CM, I was forced to watch CNBC and Bloomberg, of course when these things happen, I don't have a choice just trying to get the latest on the invasion, etc. And uh, you know they're all saying, "Well, oh, 120 for sure and 150." When they start talking about absolutes, you know it's toppy action. We know the DSI has been over 90 for oil and XLE, which is the Energy ETF. Again, it's not that we don't like this group. We do. We just think it's very expensive right now, very overbought, and due for a pullback. And, uh, you know, again, we saw the same thing in gold today. You know, gold uh, had a great night, opened up even stronger this morning. And then here we go, you know, finishing back down on the day now. A gold dropping on the day. The same thing with, uh, uh, with, with miners. So <clears throat> the great thing about that is we're looking for those reversals, right? We, we want to see the overbought signals hit, which is what's happened in these groups, and then we, we, we're ready to time our next buy. Now, I'll just say this, folks. The moves that we've seen so far in energy and in precious metals are only just beginning. These are long-term bull markets, and I don't believe these pullbacks are going to last very long that's the way we've been playing it here. We'll continue to play it that way here. We did add some positions at the Open this morning, by the way. And, you know, uh, again, we were uh, fairly well rewarded by the close today. i got to say, uh, I like this action. I like this action. you get got a lot of people now that have been stopped out, a lot of people that are on the wrong side of this market, and uh, they realize that that's probably a mistake. Because, look, what's the Fed, Fed going to do now? Uh, all of these, all, all of these uh, hundred plus economists on Wall Street were busy typing up the exact same letter today. Uh, oh yeah, we know we said <clears throat> there were going to be you know four to six to eight rate hikes this year, and it's not that we're wrong. It's just Russia, Russia, Russia. You can already—they're all saying the same thing. And, and again, the key point here for me, and what makes it so funny, is they're all in the Fed payroll. When when economists say the same thing and they're all being paid by the same person, you know it's scripted, right? You know it's propaganda. It's no different than climate science. Right? It's no different than what we saw with Rona and the coronavirus insanity. Uh, these are scripted economists. And uh, pretty much like the movie we're watching take place right now in Russia and Ukraine. And so you can really use that to your advantage because when they're all saying the same thing, you don't want to walk the other direction. You want to run in the other direction. And um, it's just one of those things you pick up over time. Uh, And these these folks, they're just not to be trusted. I'm sorry to say that. But again, they're Wall Street economists. So just because they have economists by their name doesn't mean there's some kind of special breed. Trust me, they're paid by the Fed and uh, they are not to be trusted. Um, Let's see here. By the way, just to make a side point about politics, none of this would be happening if Trump was still in the White House, would it? We wouldn't have this embarrassment, Joe Biden. But none of it would be happening if, if Trump was still in the White House, and guess what? That's exactly why he's not in the White House. So could get away with this. I, I, I wrote this a couple weeks ago, caused some flack for it. But this is, if you think, of boil it down to its most, most, uh, uh, most common denominator. What do we have here? Joe, we have uh, 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 Vladimir Putin is a communist. Joe Biden is a communist. Now, he, 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 in real life, he probably didn't want to be, but that's where he is now, right? If you're a Democrat, if you're progressive, if you're a liberal Democrat, you are a communist, straight up. And that means you don't have America's best interest at heart. So at the end of the day, what do we have here, folks? Of communists helping communists, I don't know why why anything is happening now is a mystery to anyone. But it's funny to me because the exact same people that have been snowed by this pandemic again, pandemic for the last two years, these exact same people are surprised by what's happening. They just can't believe that these kind of mistakes can happen uh, with the president, folks. This is all happening by design. This is this is there's nothing. There are no big mistakes here, right? Communists helping communist America haters trying to hurt America. That's why people have got to get red pilled. And we've got to we've got to we've got to make sure we turn out in November. You know my biggest concern? My my concern is, and I know I know Wayne Root shares it, we'll probably talk about this tonight some, is that something's gonna happen before we get to the midterms. So they can either declare martial law, and I know this sounds conspiratorial, I get it. But we're all thinking the same way. What are they going to do to rig the midterms? If you're not thinking like that, then I'm sorry. You're, you're not an adult in this conversation. You really don't belong in the conversation. You have to think like the evildoers in order to beat the evildoers. So what are they going to do? Is it martial law? Right? Is it going to be a cyber attack? Is it going to be a combination of Russia uh, and Ukraine and then China and Taiwan so that uh, Biden can enact martial law, or just you know, say it's, everything's in such, uh, such a mess. you know, People should stay home. We're just going to do all the mail-in ballots again. You know, yeah, We don't know. Uh, they've been three steps ahead of us the whole way, certainly during the entirety of coronavirus insanity. But folks, we're not going to win until we start thinking like these people do. And if that sounds conspiratorial to you, then you're, I'm sorry, but you're part of the losing team. Because the only people that have gotten things right, frankly, for the last 20 years, have been the conspiracy theorists because they're really dealing with conspiracy facts. Everybody else has been wrong. Only people that have been willing to do their own research and due diligence and ask the hard questions and demand honest answers, only we have been right. And I know I'm speaking to a friendly crowd here, uh, but I'm really talking to, you know, I think part of what I do on these podcasts is, is try to get people worked up a little bit. I don't have to with this group. I get that. But we're, we all share this sense of unbelie- – can't, you just can't believe what's happening, right? And, of course, this is the number one strategy of, of communists when they're t- attempting a takeover of society is to demoralize the population. How do you do that? You make left look right and right look left. Wrong is right, right is wrong, up is down, and down is up. Everything that should happen is not happening, and that demoralizes people. Of course, they use the media as well, the propaganda machines. And I think it's just important we continue to have these conversations that we have these with our friends and family. You know, again, you're going to have a lot of people that just don't want to hear this stuff, and I get that. But this is kind of an important time. This is kind of a really important time. And if we want to save our country, the Founding Fathers didn't just get to sit back and not talk to people about this stuff. The founding fathers didn't have a wife or a family or friends, you know, that said, look, can't we just be friends and family? We don't want to. No, you have to live it, right? And that's where we are now. You know, you look at the guy we've got running stuff now and his whole team around him. They do not have our country's best interest at heart. They just don't. And we have to call it what it is or we're not going to beat these clowns. Look at what has happened in Canada. Exact same thing there. We have to fight back. This is that time. Um. <clears throat> Alright. Uh, I, I know there are a couple of other things I wanted to cover here. Yeah, you know, I'll just say w- one last point uh, before I get to some of the other market action today. To every politician, every one of you clowns that's saying that we need to step up our game and that we need to send troops to countries that surround Ukraine, maybe even into Ukraine, that we need to take on Russia, be much more aggressive, I have a better idea. You want to do that? Okay. Let's talk about that. Once your kids enlist in the military for frontline duty, once they do that, we can have that conversation about sending more troops into the region, our young young men and women. Until that day comes, if you're an elected official and you're talking about being more aggressive with Russia and sending troops in, You should be laughed out of every room you enter until you put your kids in harm's way. If not, shut the you-know-what up. That's the way I believe we should all speak to these clowns. They don't deserve our respect that they're part of the elite room class, and they don't deserve anything but our scorn uh, and our extreme disappointment and just to get them out of there. You know, the Lindsey Graham's of the world and things like this, okay? Ukraine is probably the most corrupt country on the planet. It's not, a, it's not even a U.S. ally. It's so corrupt, they can't even become an ally of the U.S., can't get into NATO. So until we start protecting our own border, our southern border, I don't care what happens in Ukraine. I could care less. But, but I know this much. Reverse the roles. Reverse the roles for a second. Russia has made it very clear that they don't even want to think about Ukraine joining NATO, because that means they're going to have U.S. troops, allies' troops, on their border. Folks, that would be just like us with Mexico or Canada. If we had Russian or Chinese, or maybe both, right, Russian and Chinese bases in Mexico and Canada, how would we feel? Maybe a little threatened, you think? Just a little bit? That's exactly how Russia feels here. So I've, I've been called a traitor today. I've been called a, a, a communist lover and a fascist and all these names. I could care less. Because I know what the truth is here. And I, I exactly know what Russia is talking about. And I think we all do if you just spend a second and analyze what the facts actually are. Okay, uh, what else today? Let's take a look at our sector watch. Of our 11 SP500 sectors, we had uh, seven finish higher today, four finish lower. Led the upside by just what you want to see if you're bullish, technology up 3.4%. Communications, services, up 3.1%. App, uh, Facebook even rallied today, if you can believe it. Uh, to the downside, consumer staples, down 1.7%. And uh, financials, down 1%. Again, rates, rates falling. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably have a I, We've been very consistent on this, Tyler and I have. One to two rate hikes before the midterms. Because if you do more than that, we'll go into a recession. Of course, the problem is Inflation. But if you saw the big turn today in oil, right, if all of a sudden these inflationary fears begin to leave the market, as I believe, as we've said here, we believe is going to happen, then it makes no sense whatsoever for the Fed to jack rates up because the economy is slowing. And that is not even – that's not up for debate. Again, our leading economic indicator is housing. Uh, The HGX actually led the way higher it it was the first sector to turn positive. Uh, and finished up sharply higher today. HDX today finishing up uh, 3%. Very good to see. Uh, because going into today, HDX was down 22% this year. 22% since January 1st. That tells you housing is concerned. The internals are telling you a recession's coming. That's what housing's telling you. Same thing with the transports. Not down as much, down about 12 13%, but transports. Also, well below the 200-day moving average. These are not good signs for the economy. As great as they may appear on the surface, there are some very worrying signs there. Again, this is not the environment where the Fed should be jacking rates. Um, commodity watch today. Again, as I said earlier, uh, big big reversals today in this group. Uh, but Again, that, that fit in pretty well with what happened in the markets today, equity-wise. Gold today, after it being what was the high today, 1976. 19, pretty good year. 1976. Uh, uh, closed at eighteen ninety seven, actually down twelve dollars an ounce. Uh, again, we'll be looking to buy this group again very soon. Silver uh, for our trading accounts, we're still long, of course, for our, for our core positions. Silver down forty two cents an ounce today at twenty four thirteen. Again, big reversal. Traded as high as twenty five sixty seven, finishing down at twenty four thirteen. Um, copper today actually finished higher on the day at dollars four fifty an ounce. That's up uh, about uh, excuse me a pound. That's about up about two cents a pound today, and oil today again. We covered that earlier. Ninety two eighty four still down. The high today officially was a hundred, I think, right? Right at a hundred. So finished down to ninety two eighty four. Still up on the day, and finally Bitcoin. We spent some time talking about it here. You know my thoughts long long term. I I'm a I'm a gold and silver guy here, and miners. Uh, not so much Bitcoin. A period of underperformance. However, however. If we start to see Bitcoin spike, especially now, because Bitcoin never spiked on the Russian invasion, did it? That told me it was never going to be as big a deal as people thought it would. I still feel, I still believe that. Although, if I'm Putin, I'm taking all of it tonight. Why wouldn't you? I don't think that was ever the plan, though. That was never the plan in the scripted movie. But if China's going to take Taiwan, and if you're China, why wouldn't you? I would expect Bitcoin to get on a tear. But but again, there'll be lead time there. There's that lead time of one to two weeks. We saw it with um, uh, the, the Middle East turmoil after the Las Vegas massacre. We saw it in the Afghanistan out Again, what a disgrace that was. Biden, with these back-to-back horrible disgraces as president, again, a pox, a pox on America. Oh, wow. Uh, he should just resign. He really should just resign. He is He is that horrible of a president. If Bitcoin starts to go then you're going to hear me start to say, I believe that we're going to have an invasion of Taiwan. And I don't mean a small move higher. I'm talking if Bitcoin really is going. Because when it has these kind of moves, 100% plus moves in a short period of time, that means something else geopolitically may well be going on. It's not happening right now. But it did have a good reversal today after trading down. I think Bitcoin was down below 34,000. Had a big reversal today, finishing up 783 at 38,471. As a reminder, 200 day moving average sits at 49,000. All right, folks, as always, appreciate you listening. Again, I'll be on Wayne's show tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern. Hope you can join us, USA Radio.com. Uh Until then, we'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.